Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. Audrey is back in studio. Hope you had a uh, wonderful time on your trip. I did. Uh, you came back with some surprises. No gifts. What? Some surprises nonetheless. I give you the gift of my presence. Oh, really? That's my a... presence is a present. Is it? Is there a gift receipt? Dave and Mahoney. I just had an yeah. air fryer yeah. delivered yeah. to my house you last did? night. Nice. It, is, it is a game I got changer. a dual air fryer. A dual, dual air fryer. I got a dual air <laughs> dually. <laughs> what are you going to put on the other side? Just more chicken tenders? Probably. <laughs> Mahoney. My neck is very long. It's like a foot long sub. That's what my favorite feature about you. You're, <laughs> it's, it's you're a, a little show neck. giraffe. If you, so, if, you, if you walk over and just gently push Audrey's head, she'll turn into one of those big blow up guys at a car dealership. Like, yeah. oh, no. Which three words best describe your personality? Fun, flirty, sleepy. Hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> Dave? Short attention span. All right. And now, this is Dave. And Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, some bad news. This is a really weird headline. Over a million dollars worth of dinosaur bones stolen from Utah and sold to China. What? 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 Stop giving stuff to China, you clowns. So four individuals uh, have been indicted for purchasing and selling over a million dollars worth of illegally removed fossilized remains and dinosaur bones from federal and state lands in Utah. So a 65-year-old and a 67-year-old, a man and a woman from Moab, Utah, paid cash and checks for illegally what? sourced dinosaur bones. Who's out here stroking a check? Yeah, do you it's 2023. You're not taking Venmo. You don't got a square as hell. You can't like Something. put this on the dark web and like Bitcoin. Like you're gonna stroke me an actual check with uh-huh. your home address on it. <laughs> like what kind of weird ass for dinosaur bones? Then you know why? You know why they wrote a check for dinosaur bones because they are also dinosaurs. True. So the defendants caused over three million dollars in damages, including commercial and scientific values, restoration costs. Uh, so they're saying that they're going to throw the book at these people. But, yeah, I mean, I guess you can't be stealing dinosaur bones. No, you can't. Trying to sell them to China. Mm-mm. No. So some good news today. Less is more, right? What Flight cancellations are actually down for the month of August as global air travel reaches pre-pandemic levels. Man, I don't know, like, at what point it's going to get back to pre-pandemic levels, but it feels like it's been there for, like, two years. I There's feel like a lot of stop people. saying that. There's a lot of people traveling. Yeah. Yes. At this point, man. Well, because it feels like whatever... They're trying to push, and this is this isn't me being a conspiracy theorist because we've we've actually reported. Oh my gosh, everything's up since we've seen post or post pandemic travel is up since before pre pandemic. It's like pick a lane. Is it because it's currently low? So you're trying to figure out a way to push the sell of tickets because actually the pricing of them for me I've seen has dropped. And Mahoney, I don't know if you notice this too. We buy them like every other week. Yeah, they're tremendously low in comparison to just last month. Hmm. Well, maybe there's some truth to it. Maybe there is, you know, less delays right now, less flight cancellations. Maybe it's actually getting people to where they need to go, and that's dropping prices of flights. I mean, maybe you need to do something. Yeah, it's been a mess. Because you're not being, I mean, I don't know. I've had some witchy, witchy air flight attendants, and it's not, it's like the whole experience for me has just, it's like a poop on a penny. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. you gotta just see. You gotta do what I do, man. The uh, get the little your little uh, shade mask. Yeah, just ignore. Put them. your he- noise cancellation <laughs> headphones on. Put that that uncomfortable ass neck pillow on, and then just call it a day. Yeah, no neck pillow fits my neck, man. It's really a travesty. We gotta get you a custom one. I think I do. That's right. Like I need like the, the, the two tier systems, like they have for buses in, in Europe. Yeah, yeah, it'd, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be like a, it'd be like a futon. Yeah, yeah, give me a. This is the Dave and Mahoney show. Yeah. 
comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Let's go, D-Bags! Well, here we come! Talk to you later. Bye. Message deleted. We talk about these kids because they are, right? Yeah. You're talking about these kids that were playing in the minor leagues earlier this year, now playing in game number seven to get to the World Series, and they're 23, 25 years old. Yeah. It's just wild to see, man. And a lot of the success and the reason why the Diamondbacks are going to the World Series is because of these young players who are proving it right now. That's so fun to watch. It's been an amazing season. This has been one of the wildest postseasons that I can remember in my lifetime. And one of the crazy things, the craziest stat that I have seen this offseason, and it's not Marte's 16-game uh, hitting streak, which is unbelievable in yeah. and of itself. Uh, every team that has beat the Brewers in the postseason has gone on to the World Series. It's nine teams. There is so many people that thought that the Diamondbacks were going to get just punked out by the Dodgers. And the Dodgers well, are a great team. Milwaukee was going to beat them. Yeah, for sure. But you then know, the Dodgers, in there's Milwaukee? no chance they're going to get past the Dodgers. Right. And then what happened with the Phillies, you know, down in that series multiple times, having to battle their way back. The idea you have to go into Citizen Bank Park and win two games back-to-back and they where did. Philly d- just doesn't lose. And now you got a number five and a number six seed in the World Series. Like, if you're a baseball fan, what a time. Please leave a message after the tone. They're just wanting to apologize about the gas station coleslaw. Guess I didn't think that went all the way through. But slaw dogs are good. Talk to you later, Mike. Message deleted. He is calling to personally apologize to us for all gas station coleslaw? No, no, no. He called and thought that we were talking about gas station coleslaw and it started a conversation. Um, Mahoney was, were you anti on this stance or were you pro? I'm anti coleslaw in general. Okay. And I'm doubly anti gas station coleslaw. Do gas stations sell coleslaw? Is that a thing? Uh, That I don't know. That gentleman said in his call before that it was. And we were trying to say, I believe if I'm remembering correctly, our stance was if you're taking a chance on a gas station hot dog, why would you not take a chance on some gas station coleslaw? Well, it started originally with him saying you can't have a gas station hot dog because you don't have coleslaw and you can't have a hot dog without coleslaw. You know, it is a weird and winding road that this man takes us on every day. I have no idea what's happening, but I'm here for it. I don't know what he said at the end there too did you guys make out any of that yeah i yeah. did but now i can't remember yeah it was talk to you later bye <laughs> before that guess i didn't think that went all the way through guess i didn't think that went all the way through yep but slaw dogs are good slaw dogs are good oh, slaw, slaw dogs, dogs, are, slaw good. dogs are, good. are good otter you are you are the whisperer of this guy well it's slaw because he sounds good. he has that uh the same southern mumble that i'm used to yeah so every time i hear him i'm like oh that's kim folk <laughs> this is dave and Mahoney. Glitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So, Audrey, I had no idea that this happened, but you being the world's biggest Harry Potter fan, maybe you did. Did you know that there was, because there's a new documentary that's going to be titled David Holmes, The Boy Who Lived. It explores the story of David Holmes, who was a stunt double for Daniel Radcliffe that got paralyzed on set no. during an injury of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. No. I didn't know this either. So he was his stunt double since the first Harry Potter film, and they formed a really strong bond over the years, but there was an accident on the set that left him paralyzed with a terrible spine injury. Oh, my God. What could the, what guy mean? What? I have so many questions. Yeah. 
I want to know the scene. I want to know why I, I, that we haven't heard any coverage about this, really. So there's going to be this crazy. whole HBO documentary now, and it's going to be called David Holmes, The Boy Who Lived. But I guess like he has this extraordinary spirit of resilience that was a source of strength and inspiration for everyone around him, even though he was going through this just absolutely awful. I mean, what a dark time for a dark movie, too. I mean, Well, like, and I mean, oof. you go through, you know, thinking that you're, you've got this huge opportunity as a stunt double for one of the biggest movie franchises in the world, and then something like this but happens. But you're a kid? You're a kid. I mean, like, what Had kind of parents... 18. Like, what yeah. kind of parents... Well, if they said from the first movie... That's what I'm saying. Like, who... What kind, what, kind, yeah. what kind of parent signs off on letting their kid be a stunt double? True. So, speaking of kids, this is pretty wild. A couple of high-profile kids are getting married. So, Frances Bean Cobain, who is obviously the daughter of... Uh, Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. She looks like Courtney, man. She does. Like she, she, is, does. she is the spitting image of those two. It's wild. Like, all I see is both of them. Yeah. Every time I see her. She Especially got now, considering, you know, she's right around that age where, you know, Kurt were, and, yeah. you know, uh, you know, she was, and Courtney, Courtney. Yeah. Courtney were at their, the peak of their fame. So she got married to the son of Tony Hawk. They got married earlier this month in L.A. The, uh, the, couple, I guess, obtained a marriage license in September in San Diego County, tied the knot on October 7th, and the wedding ceremony was officially done by the lead singer of R.E.M., Michael Stipe. Wasn't he cool? I mean... I believe he's their godfather, too, or something. godfather. Her godmother is Drew Barrymore. Dude, I mean, this is truly one of the coolest marriages. Screw everybody else. I mean, I know that Francis Bean Cobain and um, Tony Hawk's son, I'm sorry, I forget his name. Riley Hawk. Riley Hawk. They're not a-list celebrities by any regard because I feel like they just don't want to be. And because she can sing, the last time we heard about her really was whenever she was going through all of that mess with her ex. That divorce with the, the guitar divorce and that ex. piece Custody of garbage of was stealing her yes. dad's guitar from and uh, this is This is a cool genetic pool. Like, I feel that the, whatever they choose to do from here on out, it is just going to be filled with so, art and coolness and swag. Yeah. I mean, her name is going to be Frances Bean Hawk. Yeah. That is a cool-ass name, man. I don't think she's going to change her last name. Cobain Hawk? Maybe. Cobain Hawk? Um, Cobain Hawk. That but sounds pretty cool I, I'm shocked. I didn't really... I thought she was younger. She's 31. Like, that also blows me away is that, you know... My age? She's older than her dad ever was, you know, because her dad died at, what was it, 26, 27? 27 Club, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. So, and finally today in Pop Trash, and I kind of love this, uh, Katie Couric was doing her podcast. It's called Next Question with Katie Couric. Uh, she revealed that she had a date with the late actor Bob Saget, one of our favorites from over the years. And they went on one date, and then he ghosted her. <laughs> Didn't talk to her again. Dude, I mean, this is kind of <laughs> like the peak of Katie Couric, too. I mean, Katie Couric was like America's sweetheart for, you know, about 15 years. You know, her, her role on the Today Show was huge. You know, she was always so cute. But, you know, it goes to show you, being funny and tall, old Bob Saget. Couric said that he she found it, Bob Saget cute and funny and amusing, and they shared a pretty nice kiss, she said, in their apartment foyer. And Bob Saget's widow, Kelly Rizzo, actually came out and commented that Saget adored Katie Couric, to which she said, well, not enough to call me back. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. This is Dave and Mahoney. So I love that Audrey is full-on just morphing into the Hulk when she goes out now if somebody <laughs> does her wrong. So you know the scene where, like, Bruce Banner starts to get pissed off and he mm-hmm. starts shaking, his hands turn green, his clothes start to rip. I feel well, like that's Audrey now. Audrey's a very, you know, one of the very, one of the things, you know, we've known you for five-plus years now. You've been a part of the show, and 
and all that time, like before you were on the show and how we met, you're just a very likable, outgoing, nice person. That's what drew us to you. Yeah, you're never in a bad mood. You're always trying to make people's day better, it seems. And if I am in a bad mood, we turn it into comedy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, same with you sads. Don't... If you get a sads, just make a giggle out of it. A little hee-hees and the ha-has. You know, there's people... <laughs> it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine. Sadness is funny. It's fine. Everybody goes through it. <laughs> we know people out there who have, like, resting dick face or resting bitch face mm. that exist. And it, even if they're not, you know, being... If they're not in a bad mood or whatever, they just don't look like they're nice people. And they get treated poorly mm. because of that. You have the almost... Ex- the opposite of that. You have, like, resting, like... Angel face. Oh, Mahoney. I love that. I'm putting that on a shirt. What do you need from Audrey in the near future? <laughs> Nothing. Resting angel <laughs> face. Get out of here. She, no, she, she's I, a I very nice face. approach. Like, I don't like meeting new people, but I was like, oh, you know, like, she's a nice person. You have, you have that about you. So that's why I'm, that's why I've That been... allure. Well, this didn't work for me the other but, day, Mahoney. I wish that uh, resting angel face could have been heard or seen through the phone. I had some lady... Twice. One time I ignored it because I was like, everybody has a bad day, whatever. I was trying to get something done where it was just like a chore sort of situation and I needed to get passed on from this person to who was going to be helping me next and like sure. the the customer service. Oh God, it's, first off, it's just so wonderful calling customer service. No kidding. I just love it so much. So this woman, the first day, I was like, again, bad day, whatever. But call again, day two, she gives me the same attitude and I... Just like I did to that other lady who I held the door open for, mm-hmm. I kind of went a little passive aggressive. <laughs> what did you say? I said, ma'am, I was, she was just kind of chirping at me. And she's like, well, you're going to be waiting on the phone for a really long time. So why don't you just leave him voicemail? And I said, talk to me just like that. And I was like, oof. I said, that's fine, ma'am. I, I don't mind waiting on the phone. But can I ask you a question? Are you having an okay day today? <laughs> oof. Like because I just I don't I don't get like the last time we talked on the phone you kind of were like this as well and I feel like I'm being met with a lot of hostility and all I'm trying to do is talk to someone else and I'm okay with I told you I'm okay with waiting and she was just like ma'am I am having a good day today Mm -hmm. and I was like oh are you hate to see on your bed and I said are you (laughs) you sure about that you sure about that (laughs) Dave and Mahoney you're listening to the Dave and Mahoney show. A fish, a lifestyle, and a haircut. Haircut. This is Mullet Over with Dave and Mahoney. Fred is joining us today for a round of Mullet Over. Fred, do you have anyone in your life currently that has a glorious feathered mullet by chance? Oh, hell no. (laughs) No, that's too bad. You're missing out on all the fun. But good news, we are going to deliver you one person with a mullet today. Now, I've got three audio clips here. Only one of these guys has a mullet. Both Mahoney and Audrey are in the dark. They're trying to help you out today. Uh, So we're going to play you the audio, and then you have to identify the mullet. Do you think you can do it? I'll give it a guess. All right, here we go. The first one is an old gentleman, an older uh, southern gentleman, if you will, being asked about some of his past girlfriends and whether or not he remembers them. She says he knew who Twiggy was. Twiggy? You remember Twiggy? Oh, yeah, that was back in the 60s. He's bigger than a broom, I think. I don't know why, but I don't know. What the hell? That Twiggy. That's uh, Oh, look at that. Twiggy he d- Thornton. He, d- he does remember old Twiggy from back in the 60s. Uh, that, that, was a, that was a model. Twiggy, oh, Twiggy was, a, was a model. Twiggy yeah, was a model. For the oh. 60s. She was very, very famous. Okay. She was very thin. That's why I said to, he was uh, saying she was bigger Twiggy than Ramirez of Marilyn Manson, he named himself. You know that all the members of Marilyn Manson named themselves after models. Huh. Her first name models, last name serial killers. Oh, whoa. Oh, never okay. knew that. That's you a fun that. that's yeah, a, a fun Ramirez. fact. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Um, I, I'm uh, the mullet whisperer of the show, I would like to call myself, and I feel like that is not giving mullet. Mm-hmm. I don't feel okay. like anybody in their 70s would be rocking a mullet. Okay. If you are, yeah, God, God bless you. Yeah. yeah. You're call my kind of people. Them. Yeah, send us a picture. Yeah, I mean, we have all these mullet contests that happen all over the country, and it's always like seven-year-olds that are winning them. Wow. Yeah. No, no, no. I want 70-plus <laughs> mullet competition. Those are the real OGs. I want to see the elder mullet, for Okay, sure. here we go. On to number two. This, uh, this guy is accused of stealing another woman's... Porch, you say? I woke up and somebody stole my porch. Billy, why is there a porch in the back of your Tahoe? Mind your business, that's why. Is that Danielle's porch? I told her when I got done painting that, if she didn't pay me, I was taking something. And you take her porch? You're up. That's a little different. <laughs> if he painted that porch and she promised to pay him and she never did, I'm taking the porch too. I don't How blame do you him. take a porch? Also, she's she in the back of a Tahoe. How are you fitting a whole porch in a Tahoe? Well, okay, it's got to be some steps. somebody who grew up in the trailer park. Uh, it's a very small porch. Park. I see. I yeah. see. Okay. Mm. All right. Possible mullet. Possible. Possible mullet. All right. Possible All right. mullet on the gentleman in the background mm-hmm. who took the porch. Porch. Because taker. it can be anyone that is involved in the audio clip. Correct. So multiple people in all of these. <laughs> All right, the final one here is this guy loves a white trash girl, and he says why. As I get older, I'm starting to realize, yo, I like trashy women. Like, something that just says, look, I know you went through some growing up. I did too. Let's get in domestic disputes together. I can't wait. Now, let's go steal, like, AC vents out of people's trailer homes and sell them, you know what I'm saying, at pawn shops so we can go get our fix and just be trashy together, dude. <laughs> Audrey is finding this... So I love relatable. you. I love you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that is the funniest thing Had ever. you not just gotten engaged. Oh, uh, my gosh. You're not married yet. You could have one last oh opportunity Oh, my gosh. Here. I just find that humor hilarious. Also, I, I feel like if that's the type of guy to have a mullet, it's one that he's a hat wearer. He's got the baby mullet. Like, he's just kind of leaning into the current trend. It's not the mullet that we're used to. You think this guy's got, like, big Theo Vaughn vibes? Yeah, yeah. like like the I- ironic, I'm doing it because I'm a funny guy mullet, not because, like, he's doing it yeah. actually. Can okay. we eliminate one of these uh, contestants to narrow it down to a sure. 50-50? I am, almost, I am almost positive, and I don't know if you want to agree with me. Number one, there's no way no number mullet. one has right. a mullet. Fred, do you agree number one should be eliminated? Yeah, he's too old. That is correct. Number one is out. He kind of looks like uh, John Candy a little bit there. If you, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Give like him candy if John Candy sure. met uh, John O'Sullivan, the bare knuckle boxing champion what? from the uh, late 1800s. What if John up? Candy and Andy Reid had a child, it okay. would look like that guy. Okay, okay. So now we're down to the man who took repossessed a porch mm. and the dude who loves trashy. He, uh, wants, to, he wants to steal air vents with yes. his. Future love of his life. Into domestic disputes with her. <laughs> I feel like the guy who stole a porch is bald. I just feel like he's. I feel like he's. He's got a shaved head. Okay. I feel like it would be hard doing labor with a mullet. So yeah, if he was painting porches mm-hmm. and stealing porches back, uh, repoing a porch, yep. which is the first time I've ever heard of that. Reporching. <laughs> yeah, reporting exactly. <laughs> I feel like that would be tough. Um, I'm gonna also say that number three is giving me the most mullet vibes, and if he doesn't have a mullet, he should grow one out. Report session. Yeah, that's what it is. There we go. Got there. Uh, Mahoney, do you agree? I, I, I'm going with three, but it's it's not our choice. Fred, it's up to you. I got to go with the whispers. I'll go with three. There you go. You got it. Exactly right. Am I giving it? Is it the baby mullet vibes? So or is he full the reporter. What's, so he, what's he look the, like? The reporter just looks like the sort of dude who would definitely take a porch back. He 100% st- yeah, yeah, and yeah. S- has stabbed somebody. Yeah, yeah. 
See that? Just like a normal-looking dude who's got no time for anyone's yep. BS. Uh, the, the the guy with the mullet, it's a curly blonde mullet. I love him. Yeah. Oh, I follow him on social media. You do? Yeah, he's, oh, into, he's into, he's into uh, like single moms who have uh, kids. Okay. Audrey already knows well, let, let me Let me run this back he's for you, Texas. Audrey. As I get older, I'm starting to realize, yo, I like trashy women. Like something that just says, look, I know you went through some Growing up, I did too. Let's get in domestic disputes together. I can't wait. Like, let's go steal, like, AC vents out of people's trailer homes and sell them, you know what I'm saying, at pawn shops so we can go get our fix and just be trashy together, dude. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. As I sit here and pound a coffee, I read a story that tells me I'm doing the right thing in life. And that's what I love about the internet. No matter what you want to believe, Mahoney, there is some sort of article out there, probably some sort of study or at least some BS article that is going to tell you that you're doing the right thing. Well, Dave, you can always seek out what you want to find. You know, if you want something to be true, you can find somebody telling you that it is. So a study conducted by the National University of Singapore suggests that regularly drinking tea or coffee during middle age could help people ward off being frail later in life. I don't believe that one. Bit. The research involves over 12,000 participants between the ages of 45 and 74, spanning two decades, and consumption of caffeinated drinks at midlife may be associated with a reduced likelihood of being physically frail in late life, according to the professor of the Healthy Longevity Translational Research Program, at the School of Medicine. It's probably because most people who are out here drinking a ton of coffee every single day are going to work. So they're out there, they're moving around, you're doing something. Being so active. Yeah. yeah, or maybe not even being active, at least just doing something. I mean, like, I'll tell you, how many times we've heard stories of people retiring and then dying a week later? Like, what a awful, awful, awful way to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, not for me. That's kind of what I want, you know? Just like Is it? The yeah, week so- after you quit your job? Yeah, I've, I've 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 done my job, and now I can just take my forever now. Oh God! I can finally take my jeans off and stop going to work. Okay, oh boy. <laughs> you're gonna be buried in your jeans. <laughs> jeans and a black t-shirt don't do me wrong. <laughs> if you don't get buried in your jeans and a black t-shirt, I feel like you'll haunt us all. It'd be, it would be a trap. I want to be nude. And yeah. well, but it's I honestly, it's fair. I, I sleep nude, man. Full, so full, like, full nude, open casket. Yep. 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 If you raging, raging erection, if you <laughs> a little bit more both get food. buried the way that you're asking, Mahoney, we'll hear you coming because your feet will be barefoot. We'll be able to hear you walking on tile. And Dave, if you get buried in jeans, we'll be able to hear you because jeans make that yeah noise. Yeah, so if, so if you haunt us, it's going to be back fun. We'll be zombie, hearing yeah, you. There they come. There's Dave Mahoney. More mediocre radio still in the afterlife. Naked and in jeans. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Please leave a message after the beep. Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Please leave a message after the tone. I can't tell you the last time my coin purse has seen sunlight. Message deleted. Coin purse you have, huh? You know I sound like Yoda, sorry. Kind of went the way of the uh, the dodo, the actual literal coin purse. Yeah. It does make me mad when I'm at a cashier of some sort and I'm waiting in line and somebody busts out. The coin purse. No, because why do you have change? It's 2023. I feel like if you have dimes or pennies. What are we doing? What are we I doing? used to have so much change in my like center console back oh, in yeah. like high school and that stuff. That was a flex. Oh yeah. The ashtray was full of that was my that was my munitions. Like somebody would get rowdy, that handful of pennies coming at your car. You know what I'm kind of upset Jesus. about? I had a ton in my car before I traded it in, and I forgot to get all my change out of my car before I did a trade-in. Who, uh, who's who been at this low of a point financially where you are emptying all the change out of your car yep. and your yep. house, and you're going to the coin store or the grocery store just to see 
Oh how no, much you, don't, you got. You don't go to the coin. You don't go to Coinstar. You either take it to your bank or to the, the yeah. customer Dude, service. Oh, like when you, when you want when, Coinstar taking a cut. Yeah, yeah. they take Heck ten no. or fifteen percent or something yeah. like really? that. Really, right? big old cut. Yeah, it's, it's, it was substantial. I would like when I was broke. Like my parents when they moved. But yes, Dave, I have done that. I was many times twenty. I think twenty twenty one, and my parents moved from St. Louis to Las Vegas, and I stayed behind because I was finishing school, and they gave me like three or four giant like popcorn bit bins oh wow mm-hmm. full of change full full of change and it was it was close to like eight hundred dollars dang and it wow. was like i mean that's the one i did take to coinstar because it was just it was just too much but it took me like three hours to get all that change through the machine but it was like i lived large for like a week. So I kind of yeah. did the same thing. My dad used to collect change uh, in this giant baby bottle. And one summer, when Quiznos opened around the corner, oh my. I would just t- take handfuls of that change, stuff it in like a backpack, and I would every single, every single day that summer for two months would go to Quiznos and Starbucks. By the time that summer was gone, that baby bottle was about halfway empty. Man, you sound like the ghost of Christmas past rolling up to a Quiznos with $35 worth of change in your pockets. Peddling. <laughs> you know how in some sci-fi movies people go back in time to kill an ancestor or some bad guy or whatever? Why do you have to kill them? Why can't you just cut off our boys, you know? Message deleted. Whoa. He's saying, like, go back and neuter the bad guys? No, like, if you're one of those people that throughout the course of history, like, you murdered a bunch of millions of innocent civilians. Yep. Yeah. Wouldn't that make you more mad if you didn't have nuts? Like, wouldn't you become more of a villain, though, if you were nutless? I mean, it seems like a lot of, like, their parents Mm, or something like that. But, I mean, oh, okay. You you don't kill their parents. You just mark them before they mark people out. You're like, I'm killing baby Hitler. It's happening. Every single time. Every time. I got a time machine. Sorry. Putting them off a bridge. See you later. I feel Baxter. like if you were to go Baxter. back, it would make him. It would make him. I was gonna say, like, make him more sad or more emo if you were to like to to half all of his crayons or something because he was like an artist, or like not yeah. give him like any pen and paper to write his books while yeah. he was in prison. Audrey, I don't know if we need to make Hitler more mad. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like it was like happened to where he just like never became the person he was. Nah, he's yeah. a bitch. Yeah, or just instead just gave him a whole bunch of money and got him laid all the time. And exactly. Like, oh, this like, was actually that's all you are, needed was to get yeah. laid. Yeah, things aren't so bad after all. If one of your friends had a I know a guy or a girl for Audrey moment and then called you, what would they be calling you for? Message deleted. What? I know a guy. I feel I like get that, it. Like to like set up with Audrey? What do you or mean? Or like, you know, like a mechanic? Oh, okay. Somebody who is are is this person saying that my life needs fixed? Oh, like oh, something- oh you need you need some uh, some nose candy. Well, I know a guy. That's what she's talking about. Oh, uh, I, I okay. Know, so what would be for- the I know a guy for me? What would you guys? If I had like, to, a, like a mortgage broker, <laughs> like what? Somebody who sells cute dog toys. Like I don't know. A breeder. I know yeah. a guy. A CPA. There we go. Yeah, somebody who just wants to take over my finance. Taxes, what are they? Teach you, you how to be an adult. Guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we have an adult. Is there a grandpa here who could help us teach need, Audrey how to live? I'm a baby adult. That's how it goes. Once you're in your 20s, you're the uh, adult of kids. And now I have graduated out of that. And now I am a baby adult. Man, you are in your 30s. 
I am 30 fresh. I'm fresh. I'm the You're infant 30 of fresh. 30s. I'm 32. You're in your I'm fresh. Now, I'm yeah. fresh. This is David Mahoney. Mahoney, I'm coming to you as your, the uh, emotional sport guru when it comes to this sort of thing. I know that you've been here before, and I don't know if everyone can relate with this, but I know that you certainly can. What's that, Dave? I'm here to help. So yesterday, I'm at the house, and I'm there all along because my wife had taken the uh, the kids to school in the afternoon because two of the younger ones, they've got the afternoon school. Uh, so the oldest one was already at school. She had the baby, the two younger ones. They went, off they went. It's not often that you get your house to yourself. No. And considering there's seven, is it six? Six, six people. Yeah. Seven with your mother-in-law. <laughs> so usually seven yeah. people at your house. <laughs> yeah, so six or seven people. But you're right. Me being home alone is a very abnormal thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's nice when it happens because it's different, you know. It's just kind of quiet and just get stuff done that you need to do without a lot of distractions, all that. Um, and so obviously I'm going to, take the time to capitalize by taking a poop. And so I'm in the bathroom and I'm just minding my own business. And this is the downstairs bathroom that uh, is like one of the guests. Your guest bathrooms. Okay. And so I don't normally use this one Mm because if I, you know, have my my normal movement, normally it's in the the master. You want to go quiet, away from the children. Away from everything, but not necessary this time because I'm the only one at home. And so take care of business and I look over, and I realize the toilet paper is gone. Yeah. And I go, well, that's not good. <laughs> uh-huh. And then I go. Wait, blah, 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 blah. hold on. I'm not trying to victim shame here. Yeah. But uh, you don't look at whether or not there's toilet paper the entire time. Like, the entire time. You just don't even look to your right or He's left. He's on his phone. I was on my phone. Every was, guy yeah. sitting there. You go, you sit down. You're late. Just, uh, That's the most guy thing I've ever heard. Like, I mean, like, you just don't pay attention to your surroundings. Well, but I mean, good news, there's always a spare underneath the sink. Yeah. Which is not convenient, really, to, like, lean over and grab. Mm-hmm. But, but you, you have to sometimes. Whatever. And so it was one of those, uh, you know, nightmare scenarios where there's no toilet paper, but there's a roll under the sink. And so I swing open the cabinet to grab the extra roll and... <laughs> Spare is gone. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'll poop in my day. But so, so what did you do? Did I'm, you do I'm what thinking, I think you did? I'm thinking, well, I could just yell for my wife, but she's not here. Do you like, is there an app for that? Can you get somebody to come over to your house? and? Well, if you had a dog, you could teach it to go get, you fetch you some toilet paper. I just tell the, the Instacart person to just come on in. Come on in. You just, you said Leave it with- outside the door and go away. Bashful. I left a 10 on the table for you. So what happened? So I got to do what they call the duck waddle. So there you was. You can't pull your pants up. No, There's you can't no, pull your, no, like, when you're, no. when you, when you are faced with a situation like this, as perilous as it may be, Dave, How far? there you just can't. How There's far? if you pull up your pants, those pants are ruined. How so far did you have to go? I mean, so there. Tell me I, had to, I had to walk in front of my <laughs> windows. Not like my main door is glass, and it's got glass on either side. And pants so it, down. it's it's ass to glass here is what I'm saying. I'm I'm doing the the waddle in front of it, and I I'm sure they didn't see me, but somebody drove into the little cul-de-sac where I lived during that time, and so I'm waddling by the front door, and I look Belt over. Ah! <laughs> you didn't even pull your pants up a well, little bit? You can't. You cannot. No. You ha- they uh, have to be, it's no. like, uh, that is you just. You didn't even just do boxers and just change your boxers? Nope. Nope. No, nope. nope. Just, just the old, the old turkey trot. <laughs> 
terrible, man. Oh, my God. And what's bad is that, like, the, there's more toilet paper downstairs in kind of this little pantry area. You have to go down the stairs. So I, no, so I had to waddle over to that, grab it, turn back around, and walk back to the bathroom in shame to handle my business. This is Dave and Mahoney. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, stop me if you've heard this one before, but a fake cop busted by the real cops in Florida. Dave, we talked about these stories about once a month, every month for the last 20 years, but is there another instance of this happening, and is it different? Uh, his name is Earl. He is 62 years old, okay. so you should know better. Uh-huh. He was wearing a Buccaneers jersey, posing as a police officer attempting to pull over vehicles on I-75. Uh, he deployed his uh, his lights on his vehicle, which looked a lot like a trooper's lights because they were flashing red and blue. Uh-huh. He was aggressively motioning for somebody to pull over the vehicle. The driver started to comply, but then he said, we're a little suspicious when the pickup truck just sped away. The lights automatically activated when plugged into the truck's cigarette lighter. So, you know, fancy stuff he's got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy was arrested without incident after uh, being taken to the county jail. He was wearing his Tampa Bay Bucks jersey when he got locked up. I mean, Earl... I don't know uh, if you know much about law enforcement, but I have never, ever been pulled over, A, by a guy, a cop who's 62 plus. Nope. And or wearing a football jersey. If you are a, cop, a real cop and you're 62 and you're wearing a Bucks jersey, just know as soon as you get out of your car, I'm speeding away. I'm running. I'm running. <laughs> I'm running out of there. Yeah, I don't I'm believe you're a cop. No, no you're not. No, There's not too many fake cops a, out there. You're not a serious officer of the law. No. I'm leaving. You don't take it. You don't no. take it seriously. Yeah, you you have somebody in a uniform come arrest me. I please. want somebody in a high and tight who might punch me That's whenever right. I get out of the car. <laughs> 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 that is the type of officer I would so like. I, he best be wearing Oakleys if he's going to assault me. <laughs> the white ones. Of course. Same about a bike. Cop, like if a cop pulls you on a bicycle, like, oh, on, a, on an actual, not like yeah. a motorcycle, uh, like a bicycle. Like, I'm you're not like, taking you seriously. I'm running away. You're like, am really? I really getting a ticket from a man on a bicycle? You were only like, what are you ever do? Put me in the basket. They wouldn't. <laughs> they wouldn't even give you a motor, brother. You will only ever get a ticket from a bike cop. They never let you. Oh, off. if you're if you're a, a bike cop or a motorcycle cop, you ain't getting off. You get ever or a horse cop? Never. Well, I feel oh, like yeah, horse, horse cops. Cop. I feel like horse cops got BDE. If we're being real. Really? Don't you feel like that? Yeah, a little bit. Don't little you feel bit, like yeah, that? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm like... Bit. You just, like, gallop up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. What's up? Audrey's <laughs> like, I am a criminal. Take me away. Come on. <laughs> I've been so naughty. What did you do? I don't know. I don't know what yet. did you want me to do? <laughs> okay. Dave. Dave and Ed Mahoney. So we get it that dating can be tough. And certainly if you're a younger person, there's a lot of information out there which is just not true. You know, as you get older, I think you get wiser, at least hopefully. And you, you learn to dodge some of the bullets. You know, after you're, you have to experience some things firsthand to really appreciate. Like, mm-hmm. people can be dirtbags, and that's unfortunate. Hopefully, you don't have a lot of encounters with those people in your dating life. But if you do, you, you tend to learn from it and see some of the signs you, of that. You, you, you learn who to avoid with the quickness, you know, uh, real quick. But there is a thing that is going on right now that has been a big trend on social media, which is called the 666 rule, which means that for a lot of younger women, they have a simple criteria. The guys must be at least six feet tall, be working with at least six inches downstairs, and be making six figures. Yeah. And Audrey, you sent along an article um, that was kind of exploring this and trying to figure out, okay, what do, do women really think that that is readily available? And if so, how many women 
want that. I mean, delusional people do. And there's a lot of people who are delusional who are living on the internet. Um, and also, whenever I saw this article, Dave, I was shocked at how shocked Gen Z was that this just apparently does not exist to their, um, I guess, to the percentage that they were hoping for. So a lot of the uh, the comments uh, were, were pretty blown away when somebody actually broke down the numbers for them because there was a lot of people that were commenting, I thought it was at least 30%. And you're like, you think 30% of guys... Out of 100% of men? Yeah. That are in your age demo? Right. I mean, my, I, my age can't... 30% roll, of my all guys back are over six feet tall and make six figures and, you know... Whatever. And are above average because the na- I think what is the national average like here? Five, it's five and one, four, yeah, something, something like that. Like that. It's actually, not that we know exactly yeah, what the national yeah, average is or anything. But now that we, yeah. now that now we, we're just like slightly above uh-huh. that, so we're very impressed with ourselves. It's really funny because I was just having this conversation with um, somebody who was talking about. Uh, like their their friend's significant other and how he was beating himself up about how he doesn't have, you know, this six-figure job. And I was like, well, how old is he? Just kind of trying to get some information. He was like 24. And I'm like, okay, so you're telling me at the age of 24, because you're so, th- you're so thinking that you're an adult, you have no experience at 24 of really anything now, other than school. At 24, I got my first full-time job making $21,000 a year. Right. And so I was... And I was elated. So what? For what it. do people think is going to happen? Like at 24 years old, you're exactly right, Audrey. You don't know anything yet. You don't. Uh, and so to, there's to no be, value to you. To un- be the bearer of bad news, you have exactly. You have no value. You are an entry level worker because that is fact. You just maybe got a degree, and that is not experience in the workforce. So you are probably going to be making minimum wage, and that sucks so bad. But to the for the females who are expecting this of men, what do you also offer? Are you making a hundred thousand dollars a year? Are you being a better partner for whoever you're expecting That's to be carrying all of the weight for your team, which is supposed to be your partnership? And it's wild that, to me. That's that's an important part of being in a healthy relationship is not asking what can I get out of this, what can I give to this yes, relationship. Yes, it's such a user it's mentality. When right. you feel when you both feel lucky that you're in a relationship, you know you have a good relationship there and if you don't like you know and if you're not viewing your relationship as a partnership you're going to get treated like you find somebody you're going to find a rich older gentleman who's tall handsome has a, you know working with a lot downstairs and that's all you want is these 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 boxes that you check off. You're going to get treated by that person like a commodity. It's- You're not finding a partnership. I feel like when my wife and I met each other, you know, I had I had multiple roommates. I was, you know, just starting to get out of debt, starting to save, you know. But, like, I had two other roommates. She would come over to my house, and I had... Two other roommates yep. there, but that's because I was saving to do something bigger down the road. She lived at home. And, right. she, and, and she looked at you and she said, hey, he's over six foot tall. I can fix him. Yeah. And she did. <laughs> yeah. and now, now you're the Costco yeah. guy. There yeah. you go. Yeah. There you go. Turns she, out, put it, she put in the work. The yeah. actual percentage of guys that, are, forget the six inches thing, because we just don't know, right? But the percentage of guys that are just over six feet tall that make six figures or more, Three percent of guys out there. Three percent. Three percent. I mean, and that's a pretty. I feel like a pretty high percent, to be honest. Yeah. Because we're also narrowing it down to a specific age group. So if Gen Z is looking, we'll say what until like possibly like a thirty-five year old. Yeah. A thirty-five year old who from twenty 
to 35, 30% of those people are making 100 grand who are also six feet tall. That, again, I'm going to double down on it. It's pretty high. This is 3% of all men out there. So, again, you're talking about like in the Gen Z age range, it's going to be far, far far less. less. It's like 0.3% in that particular age range. And then when you throw the other other one in there, it lowers it even more because, again, you're looking at something that's above average. I'm just going to say this. I'm sorry if you're on a dating app. Get off of it. It's probably going to be the healthiest thing that you possibly can do for yourself. Get off of it. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. This is a question for the guy. Is there any movie that's profoundly moved you in any way, like brought you to tears? Message deleted. Man, this is going to sound so stupid, but I had not seen The Notebook mm-hmm. because I, you know, just heard about all these dudes getting drugged to it by their girlfriend. I don't know if I even had a girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. I just know that I had never sought that movie out. Dude. Right. And then it was being shown on an airplane on like a long haul flight somewhere. And you decided to watch it? Well, it was forced upon me. This oh, before, it was one of the ones we can't switch. Yeah, it was oh, like the, in the before times. The before times, like it was you know projected up onto the big screen. <laughs> and I just remember watching this movie. I'm like, did you cry? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to cry. Yeah. And I look around, and like Everyone. every grown ass man and woman on that plane is just sobbing because it is brutal, it, right? I mean, if you really go, though go back and rewatch that now. I've never um, seen it, so You've their never seen relation. It? No. Is, well, no. their relationship's toxic. Like, so you might really enjoy it, Chris. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you're like I relate to this. Like, because you are kind. You you like toxic women. <laughs> okay, yes. yeah. and he has some toxic <laughs> traits himself. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, okay, so th- this could be your love story. Can you build a house? He can. He's a handy right? dude. Dude, are you Noah? I still you don't, don't know, know what, what that means. means. You don't yeah, know what that um, means. So dude, yeah, you should watch it. It's on. It's streaming everywhere on like literally every platform. I so. Absolutely will not. But um, I'll tell you this: uh, the Titanic. I actually went and saw Hammered. You did? <laughs> what? What a, what a horrible! It was it's so, so long. long. I was fall asleep. We snuck booze into the theater to try to make it through it, and by the end, I was sobbing drunk in the theater, like, oh my god, oh my god, he drowned. That was my sexual awakening. Like Jack I remember. Ball. That VHS, that dual, that dually VHS, I rewound yeah, that thing till else. it broke. <laughs> For me, the movies that make me cry, Up from Pixar is oh, brutal. Yeah. Uh, but the one that's the most, like, I mean, the most gut-punching animated movie. Say it. Is The Good Dinosaur. It is so, like, that is I, a wait, tale that you have to listen to your parents or you'll kill them. <laughs> like, it's, if it's, you don't listen Dave, to your you dad, you'll kill them. The Good Dinosaur with your no, kids yet? I was already traumatized by The Land Before Time when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Mom. Yeah. Mom. This is worse. Littlefoot. This is worse than The Land That's Before Time. That's what I mean. I don't, I don't need that. Okay, but like, you should watch it. I nah, watched man. this when I was you should watch 39, it. and I was just like, oh. Why is it that every Dude. Disney movie or Pixar movie or whatever it is just needs to traumatize our children? Onward? Like Marley and me. Yeah, Marley and yeah, me. That like, was another tearjerker. Like, come on, guys. Onward didn't get what it deserves to get because it was one of those COVID. movies COVID during time. COVID yeah. times. You watch that, the end of it. I won't spoil it for you, but, but I'm going to, dude. It's like a, it is a kick to your stomach. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That's, yeah. Watch all of these things and maybe cry today if you want to. Please leave a message after the tone. 
What's the most important quality in a friend for you guys? Message deleted. The ability to keep your damn mouth shut. I was going to say some loyalty yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's nothing that makes me respect somebody more than the, when they can witness something incredible that is normally very bad news for you and not say a damn word to anyone for the, all of their days. Yep. Mm-hmm. Keep that, your mouth shut. And somebody yep. that will bail you out of Don't jail. need somebody to bail you out. You're an adult now. You can just call a bail no, bondsman. No, man. It's not it's like fine. getting a ride to the airport. You can call like, a bail bondsman. No. You've got a credit card. It's I'm, fine. You're I'm an adult. I'm calling you first. I'm not somebody coming to get you. that will bail you out of jail and then never say anything about it. Exactly. But what if I don't know how to call a bail bondsman? I'm just a girl. I yeah. would come get you. <laughs> Because you don't know how it works. I just don't. And I, I probably could learn. I'm Chris knows to. how it works. Chris, Dave, if, you knows. Do, if you don't know how it works, you need to figure it out. That's part of being Oh, a man. yeah? You guys are going to leave me in jail? Good luck doing the show. Huh? You, <laughs> you know how it works. Dave you call a bail bondsman. <laughs> you give him your card. Button. Yeah, and also you it's being fine. in jail would be the content for the week. It'd yeah. be fine. Please leave a message after the tone. What instrument do you wish you could play? Oh, I'd love to play the violin. There's something... Hauntingly beautiful about it. Message and the harp. I love both of those instruments. I feel like chicks who play the harp are hot. Yeah, the harp. harp, What do you call them? Harpoonists? (laughs) (laughs) This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So we see a lot of world records out there, and a lot of them aren't really that impressive. You're like, I don't care how many balloons that you can pop in 60 seconds. Like, it doesn't matter to me. Oh, you balance 35 swords on your nipples. Like, I, you know. Yeah, who cares that's about that? Dave, are you Shania Twain? That don't impress you much? It like, don't impress me much. That's right, yeah. I, I, I need to be really wowed. I don't really remember the, 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 the line of... Popping balloons on your nipples, though, from that song. They, that actually, was a remix. Was yeah, it a remix? It was a remix. Okay. They, they cut that out of the original. <laughs> okay. the, but yeah, it was, that was actually the, the way that the first score started. <laughs> yeah. They're like, maybe we should cut this out. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a very noble world record, though, guys, and I think that you both agree with this. So um, there's a couple of brothers. They're, they're little kids. They're 11 and 10 years old. Um, along with their friends and family, they decided they're from Wisconsin that they were going to create the world's largest grilled cheese sandwich. Woo! Tell me more. (laughs) So the sandwich was 2.75 inches thick and you're like, all right, I feel like you can't go much more than three inches in thickness, right? Because otherwise it's not going to taste good. Uh It's going to be too meh. Right. Uh, But here's where it gets impressive. Uh, 10.9 feet long. And six and a quarter feet wide. No, I'm out. Damn. Yeah, I'm out. Where, you gonna, where you find a pan that big? To well, get so uh, it's funny that you mentioned that. They had to get a custom welded pan okay. in order for this thing to work. Uh, and How many it, pounds of cheese? Uh, so 60 pounds of cheese Woo. and 300 pounds of dough. Damn. Yeah. I, I like that you had like a hit list of questions. Like anytime there's grilled cheese comes up, I'm like, hold on, let me verify. Dave, there's cheese. very few things in this world that I am a uh, master at making, and grilled cheese is one of them. That's how I got my wife. Well, yeah, it is actually. Isn't it was the first it? thing I ever cooked for my wife. I made her a grilled cheese and a pickle. Didn't you make bacon with it or something? No, no. Too? I, 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 I initially. Uh, told her that I, you know I would put bacon, Noonski stick cut uh, bacon in there, but she was a vegetarian at the time, so ah, I I, I I left that out. So you put a pickle in there? Well, on the side, nice crisp. I feel I feel like instead of a D in a box, it's a pickle and a grilled cheese. Yep, <laughs> that's how I got my wife. <laughs> uh, there was a previous world record that was uh, it's been in place for twenty three years in Vermont. Uh, 10 feet long, 5 feet wide, and two and a half inches thick. They dunked on them in every single category. Love it. Well done. This is David Mahoney. 
So, guys, it was all just a big misunderstanding. Everything is okay. Just go back to regularly scheduled programming and look away. What? That pilot that was on that Alaskan Airlines flight that lost his mind and tried to shut down the engines mid-flight of the aircraft that he was not flying, thankfully. He was in the jump seat. Uh-huh. But still in the cockpit. Right. Uh, it's, it's just a simple misunderstanding. Uh, he... He's not to blame, of course. Oh, even though he has been charged with eighty-three attempts of attempted murder because uh-huh. you know shutting down the uh, the flight mid-flight would uh, you know kill everyone on board. Uh, he said that uh, he was just you know he had a nervous breakdown okay. and uh, he had a severe lack of sleep. He hadn't slept in forty hours. Felt dehydrated and tired, and also um, you know may or may not have taken some psychedelic mushrooms for the first time. Ah, and so he he said that he felt like he was dreaming you see uh-huh. and he wanted to wake up and okay. so he thought the way to wake up was to shut down the plane's engines he also stated the pilots weren't paying attention in uh, in his dreamland and things didn't seem right so he was just going to take matters into his own so the way to fix a situation where pilots are not paying attention is to crash the plane Got, Got it, it. Bro. Also, like, what do you mean that you're coming down from magic mushrooms? It, you are my pilot. Yeah. You are my pilot. I know that we talk about all the time some of the um, biggest partiers in a certain field are like what? Like nurses, doctors, and then pilots. Surgeons, lawyers, like people that are dealing with Teachers like high profile. Oh, I don't care yes. about lawyer parties. I, my, yeah. my lawyer's not like well, three lawyers, lines in. Kind of like I want you focused and your hand's not shaking from a hangover the yeah. next day. But yeah, lawyers like go ahead and rip it up. Right. No Stockbrokers, but then <laughs> pilots are also up there for partying really but, hard. And thankfully, like he wasn't on the job currently. So the people that were in charge sure. of flying the plane were able to subdue him. But he actually said that. He said, you need to cuff me right now or it's going to be bad. And then admitting, quote, I messed everything up. So. So, like, no. there's this weird level of him like, knowing dude, what he's trying to do. you got kids and stuff. Like, yeah. what are you doing doing psychedelics when you're flying? That's not an excuse. I mean, like, uh, I, I, it's just, I don't, I don't know what the proper punishment is for something like this, but he tried to murder 80 people. You got to take away his license. Like, right. There's no way. There's no way you can ever come no back from that. You and then you need to do, unfortunately, bro, you got a problem, you know? Yes. So you're gonna need you're gonna need to do some time. I mean, thankfully he wasn't able to to you know do anything in this situation. But yeah, I'd say you know eighteen months, couple of years, couple of years, up. yeah, yep. and and take away his pilot's license, and then you know, yep, figure out. Best of luck, and thank God you weren't successful. Dave, Dave, and, and Mahoney. You know the songs. You know the songs. Be working so hard. But do you know them when they sound this bad? I've got this feeling. It's Cover Your Ears on Dave and Mahoney. Laura is joining us today for a round of Cover Your Ears. How are you, Laura? I am good. So you've heard this game on the radio, I would assume, but do you think you're going to be able to pull it off live on air? Because some people tell us it's a lot easier when I'm just sitting in the car trying to play it on my own. Well, hopefully I can get it. All right, 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these. You're looking for the artist and the song. Got a couple of lifelines. If necessary, let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess. Here is number one. Good luck. sound guy hates the lead singer because mm-hmm. yeah a lot of guitar all right 864 views on that bad boy do you know it, laura 
Yes, that is Ozzy's mama. I'm coming home. Full point. Well done. Ozzy just admitted he pee-pees his pants on stage. Hey, look, sometimes you got to go. You don't want to interrupt the show. He, you said he, he said he was already wet. It didn't matter, man. Ew, yeah. You can't get, once Never you're wet, wet, you can't get wetter. Uh, that's fact. That's, that's how you know that you're a rock star. When you can be peeing your pants while looking the audience in the eye, and they're still enjoying the show. That's right. You've made it. All right, Laura, here we go on to number two. 30 more seconds on the clock. This one's got 153 views, so a little bit less popular. I'm the king told the boogeyman. You have to let the record drop. The oil down the desert way has been shaken to the top. And the shade drove his Cadillac. He went a cruising down the field. The mezzo was a standing on the radiator grill. And that's 30 seconds right there. I oh. have no idea. Oh, I got to help you out here. Yeah, Mahoney looks you like you can. He's oh yeah, 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 that is the okay, Clash. Mahoney, please help. And Rock the Casbah. Okay, I thought it was the Rock the Casbah, but I wasn't. I wasn't putting two and two together for the artist. That All was good. hell of a uh, hell of a. Rendition. How many views did that have, Dave? One hundred and fifty-three. Not enough. Yeah. Uh, this next one, eight point four million views. We don't know who the artist is. Let's take a listen. Good luck. It is, full point. That uh, is a, Chris, what am I missing there? Why does that have, because a lot of people, content creators, will spend their entire lives trying to make a video that gets 8.4 million views. Why did that have 8.4 million views? Because people love disasters. Okay. And that's all it is. They're that's made, all it was. Yeah, that was something special. It was one of those bands that like had a lot of stage presence, like they were good, and uh, they, they weren't. They were not so, good, yeah. got it. Mm. Fairly joke. Okay, so you got three full points. One lifeline is still intact with Audrey if necessary. You can win it right here with a full point. This has got 1,700 views. Here we go. Little Joe never once gave it away. Everybody had to pay and pay. A hustle here and a hustle there. New York City is the place where they said, hey. Babe, and we'll stop it right there. Ooh. At 30 seconds, Audrey looks like she maybe can't help. <laughs> uh, do you know, Laura? Take a walk on the wild side, yes. Bob Dylan. Is that not it? We'll take it. I mean, he kind of looks like Bob Dylan, right? Yeah, it's, it's Lou Reed, but yeah, close enough. Whatever. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. What's an outdoor activity that you think everyone should try at least once? I love hiking. Nature strength tranquility is a refreshing Stop. respite. Shut up. All Shut up. Get off. Get off. Shut up. 
Don't call. No, don't you Stop come calling. here with your hiking propaganda. No, we are we are we are we are we are an anti-hiking show here. Uh, Y'all men- are. Uh, I mean, I like an easy hike. You're just saying that because you are single. You're trying to get laid. <laughs> You're single. I did the same thing. Yep. There was there was a memory that popped up from nine years ago. And it was my wife and I going on a seven-mile hike. Okay, yeah, forget that. It was like a seven-mile loop. You were fit, though, weren't you? <laughs> Not mentally fit. What was I, what was I doing? <laughs> yeah, you were mentally. Breaking down. Oh, I allowing... was going to say, you're mentally fit enough to, like, have the strength to endure. <laughs> like, I would fake the funk to the point, like, you you guys have known, you've known me for a plenty long time, but, like, I would do, like, girls that I were, like, I was, like, really interested in. Yes. I would take them to Zion National Park and yep. we would, like, Go hiking there, like my wife and I. Like our after our first month of dating, we ended up. I took her there, you know, and ended up spending a weekend in Zion, like hiking and doing all that crap. And I'm just like, no, we're all liars. It's yeah, fine. I, I hate that's what, I, that's what you do. It. Women 100%. do that as well. Don't I, act like you don't. I hate that y'all have routines. Like it, it actually. I just said this to my fiance last night. I said I want to pretend that there was no. No one, no, no one else, even though he's got like, you know, 11 year old daughter. So clearly there was some things that were going on before me, but you know, like it's, I don't like the thought Mahoney just said, I used to take women to Zion national park. Like, was, no, that, you can't cut copy paste. Yes, over that's, that's, that's how you learn how, that's oh, how you get yeah. good. Like, like no like, woman out there no. has ever said, I've never done this before. Exactly. <laughs> no, Audrey, you want to know why you like your fiance and why I like my wife likes me and Dave's wife likes him is because we tried these things out and fit, learned and failed on other lesser relationships before we got yeah. to where we were until it, until no. we had until we had figured <laughs> no. out the puzzle of like how it. to be a decent human being every single mistake and person that they dated that it went wrong with led them to you yeah. every I, last I know screw but, up. Oh, guys stop <laughs> like, <laughs> I know cuz Think about this. Like, if your fiance had never met another woman in his entire life, or I had never met another woman for my wife, like, I would not have had the confidence and I would not have had, like, the know how on how to handle a relationship to take it to the next level. Like, I told my wife, like, straight up, like, because I had been through plenty of relationships where there are things that I did not want to happen, have it. Like, I told my wife, day, like, literally, like, after our second date or first date, I'm like, I am not looking for a platonic best friend. I am not looking for that. I am looking for somebody who is going to be my road dog. I want, like, I told her exactly what I wanted. And that was one of the things she tells me. 12, 13 years later, she's like, that, you saying that to me, yes, showed me that you knew what you wanted and you knew that you wanted me and that, like, turned, you know, that gave me. I want an absolutely filthy best friend. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. I know people probably always ask the same questions about your work. So, what's something you wish you were asked more often? Message deleted. Not for Uh. tickets. Yeah, that's that's. I'll just, I'll just I'll, I'll, say what I don't want to be asked. Yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah, I was gonna say I'm really tired of being asked. Like, so is it a is it like a podcast? <laughs> Are you do you do something that's like a podcast? Yeah, it's a podcast, but with music. So, so how did you get into that? <laughs> oh my god. No, I mean I don't mind that one because like all of us here love music. You know, all of us here had a love for music and a love for talking. That's how we got into radio. I never thought I'd be a talk show host. I just love music. I like, like started working at the community college radio station. I'm like, oh, there's pretty girls who work here and I can play music. And this is kind of a job or career path. Wait, there cool. was hot chicks that worked at the community radio station that you were starting at? Well, community college. college. No yeah. kidding. Yeah, man. Wow. 
That's why I started going there. Where'd they go? Into TV? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Who knew there were so many rules out there? I mean, we talk about, you know, what people think is acceptable to put out there in the dating world. But Mahoney, you were just going through this list of places that... This new generation of, you know, the, the women on the dating apps say you're not allowed to take them on a first date. And some of them, you're like, okay, I get it. Like, there was one on there, like, nowhere with a long drive or I don't want to go back to your house on a first date. Yeah. Of course not, right? Some of those, creepy. They put together a list. They asked, I forget, I think it was like 12,000 uh, people where you should yeah. not take us on a first date. And uh, number one on that list was Cheesecake Factory, which I feel like... Why is that on the list? Like, how is that an unacceptable first date? So when I was so this classist to me. It Whenever does. I'm hearing a lot of these, uh, the, the list, which I'm sure you're going to continue to read from in a moment, Mahoney. But uh, as you're going through this, I feel like this is through the gaze of again the the thing that was kind of circulating on the internet. Um, earlier this week as well, the 666 rule, which is six feet, six figures, and six inches. So this, I feel like, is through the delusion of young women who have no idea about what things cost on a date. Yes. This screams my dad is a powerful attorney. Correct. As the daughter that is going to put out a list like this because when I was dating, when I was a young man, you know, call it 18, 19 years old, mm-hmm. if I took a girl to the Cheesecake Factory... Cheesecake Factory is fancy. I was spending all my money. That's right. That Cheesecake was- Factory, Applebee's, Chili's, Chipotle, Olive Garden, Buffalo Wild Wings, Red Lobster. It was Red the- Lobster. Those are all on this list, and I don't see why any of those are unacceptable because, again, I think you're right, Audrey. I think this is a a classist attack towards dating. Like, why do I have to go broke? In order to go on a first date with you, I don't date. even know you, actually. I well, mean, like... said no coffee dates, no just meeting well, at a bar for a drink. Like, that's, what, that's how you break we'll the get, ice. We'll get through a couple more. Uh, the movies, which I think the movies are acceptable if you do something before or after. I think probably before and you determine whether or not this person is cool or not. I feel like a movie is a decent first date. Any fast food chain, Wingstop, a buffet. I don't know, dude. If, if, if my fiance had taken me to a Wingstop, um, I would be like, what? But I mean, what if you were doing? Buffet, hmm? But if, yeah. what if you went to Wingstop I mean, and then you decided to go like do a do picnic something? or something? Yeah. See, there are romantic stops that you can actually, you know, finesse some of these things. Like if you were to go get a pizza and then you know go sit out on the Dude. water somewhere and eat the pizza, or like on the bed of a truck or something, like while you're looking at the stars. Like there are things that you can do that you can romanticize. First date, like that's how you get. That's later on. That's later on. My first date, we just got wine and looked at the on the lake. When you're teenagers. Or in your early 20s, that is something that you do because you don't have a lot of extra money that's around. I'll tell you one of my favorite. Speaking about pizza, one of my favorite things to do (laughs) back in the day was to, if you had a drive-in in your town, to go get a pizza and then go to a drive-in. Because yeah. you could eat. Okay, so yeah, shoot, same, eat, same. And like if the movie's whatever, you know, you don't have to necessarily watch it, but you can, you know, it's it's just a fun, that was always a fun activity. The gym is not is considered to be a off-limits first date place. That's fair. Also, uh, church. But then it gets into. Also fair. I think church is a bad first date one. I think you can meet a church, but you don't go on a first date to church. I think that no, you go on a first date and then I know one of my best friends, her criteria is if we go on a first date or a second date, then I want you to come to church with me by then. I'd be like, there is no third God. date. Yeah. You know, like, oh, but if you're religious. In my, sure. In my grandparents' day, like, you would go park, 
right? Yeah. You go park and chat in a car. And, like, if, if I picnic. took a girl to go park on the ed- edge of a ledge, like, I'm getting maced for sure in today's world. Like, Absolutely. So, I mean, some yeah. of these things, I'm, I'm going to be honest, like, we were talking about classist earlier. Some of these things do make sense to me, though. Like, sure. I mean, like, I'm hearing some of these, and as a woman, I will say 100%. Like, I know that going broke on a first date, you don't have to do that. Um, but I do think that there is some sort of threshold of, like, are you actually interested in me because you're taking me to a wing stop? I don't think that that's like, I'm not saying you roll out the red carpet, but I mean, again, I, I don't think that you're, that would, I would not buy some wings. That. You're not throwing down on some wings. Um, Wings are a big no-no to eat on a first date for a woman. Because they're impossible to eat sexy. Dude, you can't like, do it the, sexy. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you would. What would that drumstick do? <laughs> <laughs> Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Because your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen. All at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs>